Hey there. If you're anything like me, you have dreams you want to make reality or goals you want to achieve. But let's face it, time is not on your side. You're busy, you're tired. And when in the world would you carve out the amount of time you would need to achieve anything above and beyond the day-to-day -day load you're already carrying? Welcome to Mom on the Fringe. I am your host, Amy Matthews Mootville. I'm a busy mom of three young children, an entrepreneur, singer, voice teacher, and lover of any old piece of furniture that needs restoration. I am here to support you, encourage you, and give you tactical tips and tools to help you find those hidden pockets of time in your busy week and use that time to your advantage. Let's get started. Hi there, this is Amy with Mom on the Fringe. Thank you so much for joining in with me today and listening. This is sort of an impromptu podcast episode, and I promise you we'll get to some good organized tips and tools and tactics uh, for different things that we have been talking about over the last few months. But I wanted to jump on here and just launch. I have been really on the struggle bus this summer as my kids have been home from school. As many of you know, we traveled a lot over the summer, which was not really too planned. We did have a couple things on our calendar, but I didn't realize that I would really struggle with consistency in my business and this podcast over the summer as much as I did. And I have beat myself up quite a bit for that um, over the past few weeks. Like, gosh, what is wrong with me? Why can't I, I just do it? Why can't I just be consistent and get back on? And there are a few reasons why. And I just wanted to just open up a conversation with you all today and just sort of be transparent and share um, my heart and what's going on with me. And hopefully some of you can relate to that as well. So I'm a big thinker. I'm a, a big goal oriented person. And it, as I've talked before on this podcast, I feel like um, when I had kids, it was a real challenge for me because I had all these great things on my mind that I wanted to do. But the reality would always sink in that, oh my gosh, I am not going to be able to do that. It's it's just too daunting for me to take on. And I'm talking about things that for some people seem very low commitment. You know, um, I remember joining a mom's group, for instance, when my oldest was a baby. And I went to it a few times and I just realized like, oh my gosh, trying to get here every week. Um, at a certain time and struggling in the car, my, my babies, all three of my babies were screamers for the first year in the car and just getting him dressed and ready and cleaning up the blowout and making sure he was fed and, and trying to get myself ready and then get out the door and get to this mom's group was an excruciating experience for me. And I hated every minute of it and anything that I could get or glean from that meeting, that two-hour meeting that we had was lost on me because I was completely frazzled from just trying to get there. And while I knew I needed the community and I knew I needed this experience in, in an enriching way, 
it was just not the right time for me. And I really struggled with that. And I fast forward to, you know, throughout my kids' um, lives, you know, they're 10, 8, and 5. I have tried to take on things here and there that I felt the same way about. And it always drove me crazy. Like, why in the world is this so hard for me? And it would be, again, something like a mom's group, or maybe I would take on a few students um, teaching voice lessons, or maybe I would commit to uh, a season of performing with a choir or taking on, like I did recently, a church job where I was singing um, in a choir at a church as a soloist and section leader. And I, I come up from that experience and I go, oh my gosh, why did I ever think I could do that? And I get frustrated with the fact that that experience somehow overwhelmed me. It was something I wanted to do and innately I knew that it would be a good thing for me, but the process of trying to do it was something that was overwhelming for me. And let me take a sip of water real quick. I've got some frog in my throat, which is one reason why, and I'll tell you in a minute, why I've uh, been avoiding doing any podcast episodes because I've had some vocal issues. And that's kind of hard to deal with when you are recording a podcast. I also uh, recorded a podcast episode, which I will go ahead and um, publish, sorry, I was looking for the word, uh, here after I publish this one about consistency. Um, but I have just really been on the struggle bus, guys. I have really been struggling. And I don't want any of you to feel sorry for me or send me messages like, oh my gosh, are you okay? No, 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 no. This is This is not like anything major. This is just life. This is just telling you flat out that I have not been able to, for whatever reason, um, do the things that I would normally want to do. So I'm going to backtrack just a little for you. I was mentioning to you that I went through this on in different um, areas of my life as I have been a mom and, and realized my limitations and, and really also realized the things that have caused me the most stress. But the thing about it is I would always, always, always beat myself up. And I would come back to the place where I'd be like, gosh, why can't I do this? I looked around myself and I saw other people who were able to you know, do all of these things and even head them up, you know, and I was in mops for a long time and I had friends who had just had babies and had five other kids at home and they were homeschooling and they were still able, you know, to, um, lead a mops group or lead a table discussion or whatever. And I was just like, always kind of like, gosh, what is wrong that I can't do that? But I've now realized for myself that my own limitations and my own, um, levels of, of tolerance with certain aspects of those types of situations is really low. And that doesn't mean that I, I couldn't force myself through it, but I also have realized over the years that I just know my limitations and I know what I'm capable of doing well. 
And as much as I'd love to call myself a multitasker um, and uh, someone who can take on a lot of things at once, which I have in the past been able to do, um, this is not a season of my life where I have, have been able to master that. And I'm really giving myself grace and saying, you know what? That's okay. That is totally okay. And by sharing my story with with you today, I hope I can sort of relay that message to you as well, that it is okay if whatever you're producing or whatever your dream is that you're trying to accomplish, whatever it is, because we talk a lot about that on this show, about just being a mom and and doing things, accomplishing goals and and really putting yourself out there, which is amazing. And I think it's really good to do. But I also want to dial it back a little bit and talk about the aspects of that that we don't always talk about. And that is that it's okay if you can't handle certain things in a season of your life. And I've been in that season over the past few weeks. And I've just been like at capacity. I mean, that's all it is. It's, it's, I've been at capacity. I have not been able to focus on the things that I was focusing on prior to the summer. And I have been just sort of struggling with my mind and where I want to take things and what I want to do and really feeling kind of hectic and chaotic and um, unorganized in my household and in my head. And for me, when that happens, that just means, okay, Amy, you need to dial it back. You need to take take away some stuff off the top, whether that means scaling um, the excess stuff in your life and decluttering the house, which is something I've been doing very diligently throughout the summer, or it means distancing yourself from friendships that you love and people that you love in order to just get some clarity. Um, I am someone who really takes on the emotions of others. And I'm a very, I guess that's called empathic. I'm a very empathic person when it comes to, um, my relationships. I think that's what makes me who I am. Um, I'm a singer as well. So we tend to be more, um, you know, artists tend to be more that way. And I for sure am. In fact, I, I would always struggle when I would teach voice lessons and someone would walk in the room and I would feel like I would take on all of their feelings and, and so much so um, that I would take on even their vocal issues. You know, I would feel them. I would literally feel them inside of me. And I am that way when it comes to my friendships and things going on with my friends. And I like that about me. And I also hate that about me because it makes me um, feel very heavy at times. I'm not able to just kind of cut the rope and um, separate myself from other people's problems. I sort of dive into them. I sort of dive into the drama unknowingly. And I take on other people's stress and other people's pain and other people's um, you know, conflicts that they're going through. 
And so for that reason, I feel like I've had to sort of filter out and scale back and not be so directly involved with some relationships in my life who I uh, really love, people that I really love. In addition to that, I just have been kind of looking at, you know, the way I have things organized and um, just really looking ahead at what I want to accomplish with this podcast. And so I've just been really in a place of, I don't want to say confusion, but but just in a, a place of sort of un, un, being unsettled, not really sure. And if I'm not careful, and I think that I can probably speak for you too, if I'm not careful, if I let myself stay in that place for too long, then nothing happens nothing gets done, nothing moves. And I'm not saying there isn't a time in our lives when we shouldn't just stop and be still. I really think that's important too. And I've been doing a whole lot of that. Just stop, be still, and don't make any sudden moves. Just let let the bee sort of <laughs> swarm by you and don't move until this is past. And I, I totally can understand that place too. And just being really careful about what you, what you do next. But I also think this time can also linger too long and we can become paralyzed. And so I wanted to go ahead and record this episode today with you and share that with you, that sometimes we just have to do the thing. And the uh, clarity will come later. As I record this, I'm kind of laughing because I'm looking around at my office. And one of the things that I typically do, I've always done this. Before I could get homework done as a child, I would have to make sure that my space was completely organized in my room around me. And then I could start doing my homework. And as a pianist, when I was taking piano all through my elementary and high school, I would do the same thing with piano and I would have to make sure that, you know, everything was put away. All the clutter was gone. Everything was in its place before I could start practicing. And then those sort of rituals carried into my singing career as well. And I would get, I would feel the same way every time I would come into my practice room and start practicing or my office or bedroom or whatever it was at the time. Now it's a studio, an actual studio. Um, where I'm recording this, everything would have to be in its place. And I would have to know, you know, where everything was and everything would have to be in its place. And I just kind of function like that. I, I like for things to have their place. And as I look around me right now, I see on the floor, I've got piles of things that need to be filed away and um, notebooks and things that need to be sort of hashed out and figured out. And, um, some bills I need to take a look at and just so many miscellaneous item, items around my studio office that I can't even believe I'm sitting here and recording this episode with you because this is not me. This is not how I like to function. So um, I tell you that because that is sort of how I am. I really like for things to be in its place, in their proper place. But I've realized over the years especially since I've had kids, that if I wait till everything is in its proper place, 
I won't do anything. If I waited for my kitchen to be clean before I cooked a meal, I would never cook a meal. If I waited to practice and sing, uh, if I waited for my, my studio to be clean, I will never practice and sing. And I actually had many, many months like that where I just didn't come in here and sing because it was just a mess and I didn't want to have to sort through it. And I am trying to just break that habit and turn over a new leaf because I really feel like that has prohibited me from putting myself out there and doing the things that I really believe God has called me to do. I have spent too many hours of my day making the space around me orderly and then had no time left over to actually do something in that space. And I just wonder if I'm speaking to you when I say that because I feel like this is a common problem, especially for moms. It's a common problem in general, but especially for moms, we we spend all our days making things, uh, putting things in their proper place and putting things in their proper order. And then we fail to actually ever do anything. I was reminded yesterday, I had one of those days where I said, okay, the house just needs to be clean. It's all summer has gone by. And of course I, I would clean here and there, but not a really good deep cleaning. And so I spent a good portion of the day yesterday just vacuuming and dusting and picking up things and putting them back in places. And I really like that. I'm one of those weirdos that really enjoys um, cleaning and kind of getting the house back in order again after an entire summer of just chaos and everybody being here and trying to get the kids to clean up after themselves. But, you know, no matter what, even if they clean up after themselves, you still just feel like you've got a mess to contend with. And so I spent the good part of my day yesterday just putting things back in their places, cleaning up, and literally within five minutes of them getting home, it was all unraveled again. And I thought, oh. I was I was frustrated at first and was kind of like getting on them like, you guys, I just cleaned this whole house. And then I realized, you know what? That's my fault. That's my fault for wasting my whole day cleaning this house. I knew it was going to just become unraveled again. And so I've wasted my whole day. And I use that as an excuse not to actually produce something, not to actually do something that would make me be in a better place when they got home and feel fulfilled. You know, I could have spent that time instead of, you know, cleaning and putting everything in its place. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do that from time to time. I mean, it definitely needed it. And I definitely am not advocating to just be a slob. But we spend so much time doing that when the real things we could be doing, and, and in my case, I could have spent time in the Bible, or I could have spent time praying, or I could have spent time practicing some songs that I've, I enjoy singing, or getting on here and recording a podcast episode, or hey, there's an idea. I could have edited all the podcast episodes I've recorded and actually published them. Ha ha ha. I haven't done that yet. I have so many interviews that I still need to edit and publish, which I had planned to do already by now. So 
I spent instead this time just cleaning up and there was no reason for it. It was totally in vain because they got home and it was back to crazy within a few minutes. And that can feel really, really defeating for a mom when she's taken so much time out of her life to do that. And I feel like we can get really bitter if we don't stop and take a step back and go, wait a minute. I'm the one who decided to spend my time like that today. I was hiding from something. I was I was procrastinating with something else. And that sounds so crazy that I would use cleaning to procrastinate, but I do. And I think you do too. I think you're hiding many times, or I am, behind my cleaning and my obsessiveness about how everything's supposed to be in the house or in my car or in my garage or whatever else, or my planner or my computer. I, I get really obsessive about getting things done that don't matter because then I know that it will take time away from the things that actually do. And I really do believe that my time here with you matters. And I need to be on here. I need to be recording these podcasts. I need to be having discussions with you. That's what I've been called to do. And I've let other things take over. So I just wanted to put that out there today. Yes, I am slowly getting back in my groove. You can you can just bet on me producing more episodes from here on out because this is where I want to be. I really do want to be on here with you. And um, I want this community to take off. And I really want to speak with you and have conversations about what's going on. So I know that this will be something that I continue to do. And I hope that you will be on board with me as I continue to do it. I said I was going to kind of share all the things that have been going on and I will, I will spare you too much detail, but like, you know, we were traveling throughout the summer. In addition to that, um, our dog passed away of 15 years, our sweet Casey. She's, she was actually around 15 years old. We've only had her for 12 of those years, but she was a part of our family. I mean, she was around when all the kids were born and they know her. They, she was just like, you know, a part of their everyday life. And so it's been a really tough transition for us all. Um, in addition to that, our AC went out in our car and we have two cars uh, that are paid off. And we've just been eking out every last mile out of these cars. And we really are hesitant to get back into debt with a car. And so we have just been praying, like, how do we, how do we deal with this? What do we do? Um, sure, we could go and, and get a new car and, and have the loan and, and pay the payment. That's not the issue. It's more of just wanting to be financially responsible. And, um, you know, if there's a way we can still drive these cars safely and uh, get by for another year or two, we would choose that over getting into a car loan situation. So we've been really just trying to hang on 
And it's not been easy because it is, it's been record heat in the summer here in Austin. We have had like many, many days over a hundred degrees, some up to 104. And this week, I mean, it's the first week of September and we have three days over a hundred degrees. So it's hot and we have no AC. So we're, we're dealing with that. Um, another thing that happened was I went to Nashville two weeks ago on my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Woohoo! Um, I went with my good friend to a sing conference with Keith and Kristen Getty. And I don't know if you're familiar with these conferences. I think this is the third year of the sing conference in Nashville at the Gaylord Convention Center at the Grand Ole Opry. But they do these amazing conferences where they just um, educate musicians, uh, church musicians, um, on what type of music we should be singing in our churches and really just in, inspired um, me that, uh, you know, the music we sing in our churches needs to have a really strong biblical um, grounding and we shouldn't just settle for um all the, the worship music that's out there for the church, but we need to really be um, actively uh, looking for music that teaches and um, is absolutely biblical and, and, and theological as well, but also wonderful to listen to. You know, it's not advocating for dry, boring, old music, but it's, it's really an awesome conference, and I got to go to that. So I was in Nashville and then I got back from Nashville and, um, the kids started school. I have uh, fifth grade, third grade and kindergarten right now. The kids are all in school, so I don't have to take one to preschool and then the other two were not split up. Now they're all in one school this year. So that's wonderful. But that was a huge transition for me, kind of walking around, twiddling my thumbs going, oh my gosh, there's so much I've needed to do in the last 10 years. And, um, you know, when my son was born from until now, and this is the first time I've had like full days that I could actually think about what I want to do with my day. Um, cause my days have always sort of revolved around the kids and their nap schedules and their preschool and, um, and all of that. So now they're all at school full time every day. And then that following weekend we wake up and my husband was really, really sick and we ended up taking him to the ER, um, last Saturday morning and he had a kidney stone and he felt so silly because he was like, ah, this shouldn't be this painful. I feel like a wimp, but oh my gosh, he's been really struggling. It has not been fun. And he has been so sick from it. He's fine now, in case you're wondering. But all of these little things have come up and it's felt like just like one thing after another. Do you know what I mean? I've just had one thing after another going on. And like I said earlier uh, in the podcast, I really felt for a long time uh, in certain endeavors that I would take on, like, gosh, why can't you figure this out, Amy? Why can't you get it together? And now I sort of have the approach of, you know what? This is more important. You know what? I'm traveling with my family right now. This is how I felt this summer. I'm traveling with my family right now this is more important. Um, you know what? Our dog just passed away. 
this is more important. You know what? My kids need me today to take them somewhere. And that is more important. And I need to go to this conference. That is important. And my husband had a kidney stone. That is important. The AC is out in our car. That is important. So many of us uh, have those things. You know, that that's life. They, these things come up all the time. Dogs die. Husbands get sick. Children have issues that you have to deal with. Water heaters go out in the house. ACs go out in the car. I mean, things happen. That is life. And it is important for us when we are trying to pursue a goal that we're very forgiving of ourselves when we can't be in pursuit of it. And I'm not saying, you know, give yourself all these excuses to slack. That is not what I'm saying. But I feel like we live in this like really hardcore hustler mentality culture that says, do it no matter what. You got to get to the gym no matter what. You've got to, you know, if you if you're struggling and you're 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 not sticking with your goals and you're not con- consistent, you're not committed, then you're not tough enough. You're not going to make it. And you know, there are are some truths to that. You know, I I, I think that there's some truths to. If we don't stick it out and do certain things, it's going to be hard. I do, I do agree in many, in many areas. I mean, I do think sometimes we can be, or I can be a little too easy on myself and let myself off the hook. But I also know for me, balance is really important and knowing when I need to be present and put everything else aside is really important for me. And I know this because I know how how stressed out I've been in the past because I have had that inner conflict that said, you know what, you're supposed to still do this. You're supposed you're supposed to still blog every day, even though you may not feel like it, or even though you know something just happened that is something you need to take care of. You still should be doing something. You still should be going to the gym. I get that, guys, but I also think, and I really believe from my the bottom of my heart, that at the end of my life, I will be more proud, prouder of the moments that I stepped back and really leaned into the times when people needed me or I needed to just take care of my business than I will be because I stuck it out. And just did whatever I had to do no matter what. That's me. I I really believe that I will be happier knowing that I stopped whatever I was doing to take care of my kids. Or I put aside my blog post or my podcast episode or maybe didn't go to the gym because I had to help my husband out. I think I'll be prouder of those moments. And that's just me. That's just who I am. Um, I also mentioned uh, that I have had some vocal stuff. I've just, you know, this is the time of year for me when I always seem to struggle with um, a little bit of congestion and hoarseness and laryngitis and um, some 
nose, you know, sinuses and all of that, not to go into too much detail there, but this is always that time of year. And so I struggle talking. And last, last week I hardly had a voice at all. I really sounded crappy. So I, my goal was to get back with you and and start recording this podcast. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I can't even talk. So all that to say, I do believe that there are times when we just have to be, um, we have to kind of let it all go and we have to push things aside that we were trying to do. Um, right now is a great example. I have been getting back into the gym and last week I was super strong and going every day and I was really proud of myself and I have a knee injury right now that is, I don't know where it came from, but I'm having a hard time even walking up and down the stairs and I opted out of going to the gym today and there's this little side of me that's going, oh my gosh, Amy, get it together. Why can't you go to the gym? Why do we do that to ourselves? I have a hurt knee. It is really, really in pain. And it's, my husband's like, I I wouldn't go if I were you. I would just let it rest for a day. And I'm having a hard time doing that because I I really want to go burn off some calories and, and just, I love those endorphins that you feel after you've just run a couple miles on the treadmill or, you know, done the elliptical or lifted some weights. I really love it. And so it's hard for me to, to back down, but I'm just going to share really quickly. Oops. I just tapped on the mic. Sorry. I wanted to share really quickly why I believe that why this is my philosophy and why this is how I live my life. So years ago, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you. I probably have actually in one of my episodes, but um, my son, who is now 10, Tate, he uh, woke up one morning when he was about three and he started having grand mal seizures. And um, I had just started a blog and I'd started doing these um, Mother's Guide to Self-Renewal. It's a book. Uh, written by an author here in town in Austin. And I had started becoming a facilitator for this book. And I was I was blogging and I was trying to get my voice studio up and running. And so I was I had my voice um, studio and that blog and I had my personal blog and then I had my my blog for my mom mommy thing that I was doing. And I was just trying to I was burning a candle at both ends. And I had these two little boys him, my oldest Tate, who's three, he was about, he, yeah, he was about to turn four. And then I had my, my middle son now, Julian, who was at that time, like 15 months old. And I was doing all of these things because I felt like I was compelled to do them and I needed to, to do them. And I really struggled with time, you know, as any mother of young kids does. And really up until that point, just was feeling like I, if I could just get a few moments to myself, I could do so many things. I could lead these women's groups. I could go and I could be a speaker at MOPS groups. I could, um, you know, have this great successful blog and this and that. And I was so driven. And, you know, I had the headshots done and I had the, you know, this put out and I had my website professionally, uh, made. And then he had these seizures and it started this long two year long, um, 
search for what was going on with him. This, the uh, MRIs, we had MRIs done and spinal taps and all of these things and nothing came back conclusive. The only thing we did know that was that he had inflammation in his brain. And the first time he had a seizure, it actually caused one side of his body to go completely limp and he couldn't walk and he was drooling and he couldn't talk. And it was so incredibly scary. We didn't know what had happened. We didn't know if he had had an injury. We didn't know if he had ingested something he shouldn't have ingested. We didn't know if it was some sort of genetic disorder that was just now popping up. We didn't know if it was a tumor. We had no idea, guys, what was going on with him. And so we they kept us, the first time this happened in November of 2012, they kept us in the hospital for four days. My sister flew down, took care of my youngest. Um, we had friends helping out, making meals, and we were frantic. We had no idea. We were just trusting in God. Please, 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 please help him. Please help us. Please help the doctors, all of that. And so that sent us basically on a two-year uh, search. We actually ended up going to a well-known Chinese doctor here in town who is a teacher at one of the acupuncture academies. And he gave us herbs for my son and gave us some acupuncture, um, or actually acupressure, not puncture, acupressure uh, points to do every night. We took him off gluten. We took him off of sugar. Um, we you know, did away with preservatives and all of those things. And eventually he was good. I mean, he, he, he didn't have any more seizures and he had a healthy, you know, checkout. They basically said after two years, you, he looks great. We, we don't, you know, the neuro doctors and neurologists and the neurosurgeons were kind of baffled. Like, we don't know what's going on, but he looks great. And so we're, we were released from care, but that was my first sort of come to Jesus moment where it was a come to Jesus moment where I realized that all of these things I was trying to do and accomplish, it wasn't because I couldn't do them. Obviously I had the inner drive. I had the ability. I had the resources, the access, I could have done it. And my biggest issue was always time. I needed more, more time to myself to be able to like, you know, make these ideas come to reality. But when all of this happened with my son's health, everything I was trying to achieve just stopped. It just stopped. It was like the biggest wake up call from God to say, Amy, None of this matters. You know what matters? Your family. Your family matters. And yes, you may have goals. And yes, you may have dreams. And yes, you may have amazing talents that you want to share with the world. But your family is your responsibility. And I have not given that to you lightly. I want you to take care of that. And I put everything on hold. I literally just, it was like I had just left the building. I stopped blogging. I shut down my voice studio. 
I quit. I was teaching a children's choir. I stopped doing that. And hey, maybe that's not how you would have personally handled it. And that's okay. But for me personally, that's how I needed to handle it. I needed my full attention given to my son and that situation. And also taking care of my other son who was just a baby. That I really believe in in retrospect was what shaped who I am today and how I take on things and how I handle things. And I know, just like I know with you, that I have something to share with the world. I know that I have dreams and I have goals and I'm a creative being. I think if you're listening to this, you know that you do as well. But I want to just encourage you by this episode today. I hope you gleaned something from it. I want to encourage you, if you're kind of like I've been in this sort of like state where you just feel like you can't get it together and you know you've got something you want to do and you just feel like you can't launch because there's just so many things that are coming up, health, finances, cars breaking down, dogs dying, and you feel just like you're stuck or you feel like you're you're struggling and you're and you're not getting on track like you'd like to i want to encourage you today to just take a little step and then tomorrow if something comes up that you need to deal with that's way more important than your goal that you take that step and you handle that situation in stride knowing that that's exactly where you should be, and what you should be doing. One of the things I really want to alleviate from my vocabulary this year is guilt. Actually, there's two things. Guilt about not accomplishing the things that I think I should be accomplishing and resentment to the people or the situations that are apparently keeping me from doing the things that I want to do. Friends, mamas, if we are going to have an impact on our kids, which I think is the most important impact we have in this world, we have to take on this attitude of say la vie. I mean, we have to take on this attitude that we have control when we have control, but when the control sort of gets out from under us, that we are not feeling guilty and we are not feeling resentful. Because if there's anything we know, we know that anything we try to do, if it's bigger than us, something's going to come along and sabotage it. And you know what? It's okay. It's totally okay. I am totally fine with my kids sabotaging my career goals. I really am. It took me a long time to say that. I'm really okay with things coming up that need my attention more than a podcast or a blog or a business that I'm trying to get off the ground. I'm really okay with it. I'm okay with my knee. I'm not really okay with that. I'm going to be really honest. I'm I'm getting to a point where I'm I'm less I'm holding on less 
to the way it should be. And I'm just embracing the way it is. Right now, my knee is saying, you can't work out today, Amy. Do something else. So you know what I'm doing? I'm recording this podcast. I'm going to do some stretches. I'm going to go take off last night's makeup because I still haven't washed my face this morning. Isn't that terrible? I actually work for a skincare company and I have not washed my face. Oh, that's bad. I got to go wash my face. I've got to put on some clothes and I'm going to go to Costco because I got to do that today too. That's what I'm, I'm going to accomplish today. And if I can do some more tomorrow and a little bit here and a little bit there, and maybe I can get to the gym for 20 minutes tomorrow and do something low impact, that's what I'm going to do. It's okay. It's okay. We don't have to be hustlers. No one called us to be that. We are getting the wrong message in our society that we need to do those things, that we need to kill ourselves in order to be where we need to be, that we need to neglect the things that really matter in order to be present for the things that don't really matter. And that's a mixed message. That is not just a mixed message. It's wrong. It's false. It's not true. So don't allow yourself to be taken away and swept away by all those things and all the the things you see other people doing that you think, gosh, I wish I could be. No, you don't. Nope. You are doing exactly what you should be doing right now. And if you have to take a step back from something that you really thought you were supposed to be doing, like I had to do this summer and just step back, that's okay too. You don't have to apologize to anyone. So I come to you today unapologetically. I'm so happy to be getting back with you. And I hope to hear from you about this episode. If it spoke to you in any way, please let me know. If you have not subscribed yet to this podcast, I just want to ask you to do so. Thank you so much for being with me today. Have a wonderful week. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening to this podcast episode. It means so much for me. And please don't forget to leave a review. Till next time. Bye-bye.